His presence is so strong. You sense that? His presence, the anointing. The anointing is so good. So good, so good. Oh, we just love him so much. Love him so much. All that he's done for us. We can't help but love him. We can't help but accept him as Lord and Savior. He's done so much for us. Amen? Amen. I can tell you, and you've heard this testimony before, how I, uh, you know, before I was born again, I could cuss good. And before I was born again, I, I, I would throw things. I had a, a temper. But the minute I got born again, that left. You wouldn't know that about me now, would you folks? No, you wouldn't know that. I'm really very gentle. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I might not throw something to get your attention, but it would have to be Holy Spirit led, guys, okay? But, but it's, he is so good. And then, you know, I was born again for quite some time before I realized there was another person we, we needed to receive, and that was the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is so important in our lives. I mean, I cannot, I, you know me, if you're here any, any amount of time or any Sundays, there is not a Sunday that doesn't go by that I don't talk about the Holy Spirit and how good he is and what he's done for me. Amen? He continues to grow me in the things of God. He leads me and guides me into all truth, it says in the word, and that is true. Amen? Amen. God is so good. And I am, uh, I, I, I'm going to keep saying that. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Let's say that. God, you are good. You are so good. Then why do bad things happen, guys? The devil, yeah. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. So I'm going to ask you, are you living the abundant life? Are you free from torment and sin? Are you free from fear and worry and care and anxieties? Are you free from it? Are you free from sickness and disease? Because see, every bit of that was nailed on the cross. Jesus, Jesus died for you, Ryan. Jesus died for you, <laughs> Ryan. Dennis and then Caden, why don't you come here and help me this morning? See, it says that, that, um, see, he's, he's, he's <laughs> over here. <laughs> Jesus is on the cross, okay? He's on the cross. See, what he was doing was reconciling man to God. Okay. Reconcile, please. (laughs) Okay. That's good. Perfect. Perfect. We did this last week. Okay. You can sit down. We did this last week and it was such, such a, I mean, it's so simple, but it's an eye opener. It's so simple. It's so simple, but that's what he was doing. Let's look at second Corinthians. If you want to have that address, um, or know where that scripture verse is, the second Corinthians. And this has become your job. You are being given the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. So if the minute you accept Jesus as Lord, you become a new creature. Well, how can that be? It's supernatural. See, we serve a supernatural God and he does supernatural things every minute of every day. Amen. The being born again and being transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light was supernatural. To become a new creature in Christ Jesus, your new species of being, that was supernatural. Supernatural. Okay, so in 2 Corinthians it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. 
behold, new things have come. So the old things have passed away. It's your sin nature. The minute you accept Jesus as Lord, you're translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, and you are become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're transformed. No more sin nature. So you don't have an excuse. If you want to keep your sin nature, then you're going to go to hell. It's that simple. If you want to go to heaven and receive all the benefits that God has for you right now here on this earth, you're going to make that choice to accept Jesus as Lord. See, we don't get the benefits when we go to heaven. Why would we want the benefits there? Why would we want the benefits when we get to heaven? Yeah, why would we want them? We won't, we won't need them there. We need them right now. We need to be able to walk free from sickness and disease. We need to be able to walk free from cares and anxieties and worries. That wasn't God. God didn't design us that way. He designed us to walk in a place of peace and victory and joy and love all the time. All the time. All, say all the time. All the time. All the time. Amen. Okay, back to the Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if, man is in, if any man is in Christ... And you get to in Christ by accepting Jesus as Lord. He is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. So there's a lot of new things that have come. And one of them is healing. One of them is is, um, a blessing, um, abundantly above life, victory, peace, joy. All of those things are the new things that have come. Now, 18. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So he's reconciled us back. 19, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us, he's given to us the word of reconciliation. So we're supposed to spread the gospel, right? The word of reconciliation. Yeah, so he's He's not counting our trespasses against us once we've accepted Jesus as Lord. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So, so, um, when you've been reconciled back, God's reconciled the whole world back to himself. Everybody's been reconciled. Everybody sitting in this room has been reconciled. But the difference is, if you've accepted that and you've accepted Jesus as Lord, then you'll be able to walk in that newness of life. If you have not accepted that, then you're going to head to hell. You're not going to walk in the benefits and the pluses that God has given you. Amen? Amen. So... Um, we can look back and see what Genesis, you know, we were created in his image, in the image of God. We were created. We're a three part being, you know, we're a spirit first, we're a soul, and then we live in a body. So the part that, the part, (laughs) okay, that's cute, Lord. The part that departs, (laughs) the part that departs and goes to heaven is your, your spirit and your soul. The, the the body, you just zip it off and the body goes back to the earth. Amen? Okay, so so we have a we have that opportunity to walk in that three part person that we are. Okay, but Adam came in, he messed up in the garden, and so he sinned, and when he sinned, the Bible says everybody has received that. Everybody has sinned, all have sinned. And so then what we have to do is what we just demonstrated. God had to send Jesus on the cross to reconcile us back to him. So we have been reconciled. Those have accepted Jesus as Lord. Okay, so um, why why do we need to be born again? Why do we? We've hit quite a few of them already. 
um, to be reconciled back. Um, John 3.16, God so loved the world. And you can write some of these down if you want to. I'm going pretty fast. I'm going to purpose to slow down the pace. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world. God so loved each one of us here in this room that he gave his only son, that whoever believes on him will have eternal life, will not perish, but will live forever. So we have that guarantee that we will live forever. Now, we, we, we live forever either in heaven or where it's very hot in hell and gnashing of teeth. We, live, we, we make that choice. That's our choice. He gave us a choice to make. That's our choice. Okay, so um, we have then in Ephesians, I think what I'll do, because I really want to get to the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. We've been talking a lot about, um, we're in a training process because there's a lot of people coming in because it's going to be a new day and a new nation in this country. And people are going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. So those of us that know the truth about salvation and know the truth about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're, we're being trained right now so that we can impart and do that for all the people, help the, all the people that are coming in. So we spent a couple Sundays on, on learning how to, um, um, minister the salvation message to people. And last week, of course, we split up and each one of us, you know, went to someone else and we practiced that so that you're not, it's not foreign to you when you come up across somebody. Amen. Let's do that other little, well, there's, I've got two skits, but um, Bowen, you want to come and Jerry, we're going to do this little skit. And this is just ad lib. Let me tell you, it's ad lib, <laughs> but um Okay, all right. Oh, you need a mic. Just a minute. Let me give you the mic. Here, Jerry. You can just be loud. Jerry! Oh, man, it's good to see you. Pastor, Where you been? how have you been? I haven't seen you for years. Yes, man. I, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about that Bible study. Would you like to come on Thursday nights? I think I would. Yeah, that would be yeah. Fantastic. How, yeah. What, what's would, God doing in your life? Oh, it's amazing. The last few years, He's delivered me for a new job. That one took me out of where I shouldn't be and put me right back. I just picked me up and put me right where I needed to be. Oh, that's, that's great. Been such the a Lord, blessing. That's so good. God is so good. Hey, he? how's how's Richard doing? Oh, is he he's still doing, doing that oh, thing he's down doing, south. Yeah, serving God. Serving oh, God. that is praise yeah, God. That is amazing. Great. Yeah. I tell yeah. you what. Hey, I'm going to see you at that Bible study. All right. Okay. All right, good. good. Great to see you. All right, good to see you. All right, Uh, bye bye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, do you know, do you, what? (laughs) What are you saying? Do you know what he was trying to do? He was trying to get our attention. And that happens a lot. People are, you know, they hear us talk about, they hear us talk about the Lord and, and, uh, they're trying to get our attention and we're not paying any attention to them at all. And so we need to have our antennas up and pay attention. Amen. Thank you guys. Now you're still here. Let's see. Mm, what was it? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There was two of them the Lord gave me. Well, it might come to me here. We'll keep going. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Oh, oh, I know what it was. Okay, get back up here. <laughs> okay, so you remember, that's not, you know, every opportunity you have, you want to share Jesus. Amen? You want to do that? Okay, 
these are, you guys are getting to see me do so. I just really enjoyed doing skits and acting and carrying on. I learned to do a lot of that with my youth. Anyway, oh, yeah, hey, hey, I, do you know Jesus? I, I, I heard about him a long time ago in Sunday oh, school, but oh. I, I'm busy now. I've got a, I own my own company, and I'm really successful. I don't, I, I think I'm fine without him. Oh, well, um, uh, I just want to tell you, um, um, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him won't perish. So no, you won't perish if okay. you believe in well, Jesus. All right. That's yeah, a, sounds yeah. Sounds like a pretty good yeah, deal, Yeah, can I, I talk you into accepting him? Well, I don't Lord? know. I'm kind of late for a meeting right now. <laughs> oh, well. Can I, um, I mean, can, um, can you come back later? Did you know he mm. redeemed you, set you free? He did. Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, I'd be pretty good by uh, I don't know that scripture verse, but... I can tell you well, he did it. All right. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. he sounds like a pretty good guy. Yeah, and yeah. He died on the cross. I, I should give yeah. him a chance then. He died on the cross. Yeah, he died on the cross for you. For, yeah, yeah. How did he know me? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's over. All right. <laughs> Amen. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> amen, amen. So that's what you—that's what you don't do. <laughs> you have your scripture verses ready to go. You have your scripture verses, <laughs> and you don't have to have a lot, but you gotta—you—you want to know a couple of them and have them under your belt, right? You do. You want to have them under your belt. You want to know. You know what you believe. You know what you believe in your heart. And that's going to be communicated to the people you come in contact with. So you can have, communicate your heart to them, but have a couple of scripture verses so you don't have to read it off the paper or you don't have to go, well, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so do that. That's important if you're sharing uh, Jesus as the Lord with people. Just get a few of them. You know, those ones I told you that Dick and I meditated before we did the telephone evangelism was the one about Nicodemus, um, John 3, 3, and then John 3, 16, and then Romans 10, 9, and 10. And I think there was one more, there was four. But uh, we just would spend some time meditating and letting the Lord talk to us about what those scripture verses mean. Amen? And so just let him get them in your heart, and they'll spew out. He said to open your mouth and he'll fill it. So he'll he'll do it if you put something in. Amen. Okay. So the other reason, other things that we get when we get the um, born again, except Jesus is Lord. Why it's important that we do. You know, we walk in Romans six four. It says that we walk in newness of life, and we've kind of been hitting that already. Um, uh, let's see. One that one this one in Colossians one thirteen. Let's go there. And we all know this one, but this one was so I mean I got to, I saw it in a different light. Have you ever been reading scripture verses and you've always saw it in one one direction, one one way, and then all of a sudden you see it differently? Okay, one thirteen, and we've I've hit this a little bit already. But for he delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So we've been, we've been changed and delivered from the kingdom of darkness. If you're not born again, that's, you're, you're in that kingdom. If you are born again, then you're in the kingdom of his son. And you know, I, what I saw that was so different, maybe some of you have seen this, but we're actually in his kingdom. He's king. He rules us. 
And we, we are in his kingdom. So when you have a king like Jesus and he's paid the price and he's got healing available for you and he's got every need met, the Bible says, for you, he's got peace for you. When you walk, when you get translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, you're walking into the kingdom of peace, into the kingdom of love, into the kingdom of healing. You understand where I'm going with this? You're walking into that kingdom of blessing, blessing, blessing. When you come underneath his rule, that's why it's so important when, when the Lord a couple of months ago said to surrender to his lordship. That's why it's so important that we surrender to his lordship. We, we make him Lord. See, we can say that, but if you got, if you got this leg out in the area of sin, then he's not really Lord, is he? You've got this leg out in an area of sin and you still open the door for to get hit by the enemy. <laughs> he sees that leg out. You know what I'm saying? I'm using the leg as, a, as an example. I, I can say drinking. I can say drinking. Let's say you're declaring Jesus is Lord, but you're out here drinking on Friday night or Saturday or whatever day you do it. You still got an open door for the enemy to use to hit you with whatever he thinks you need. Amen? Amen. So, so <laughs> well, okay, yeah. All right, we don't want to do that, though. Okay. Now, so, so we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Kingdom of light. Amen? Kingdom of light. Okay, so First uh, John 5.4 is another excellent one that why, why it's important to be born again. There's a divine protection. There's a divine protection for us as well. Amen? Divine protection. There's so many things that I, you know, I tried to make a list, and, and I can give you this list if you want. But First John 5, 4 talks about, for whatever is born of God, again, whatever is born of God, born again, accepted Jesus as Lord, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. So we are born, when we are born again, we are in acts absolutely always an overcomer. Always. Always. Say, I'm always an overcomer. overcomer. I walk walk. as more than a conqueror because of the price Jesus paid. I I overcome. Everything. Everything. Amen? Okay. Okay, so Philippians 3.20, you can go there if you want to just write it down. It calls you a citizen of heaven. You are a citizen of heaven. Amen? Okay, um, Ephesians 1. Let's, let's, we're not too far from that. Let's go to Ephesians 1. We got plenty of time because, I mean, I know we can, we don't have our next meeting until, was it 5.30? Is that right? <laughs> so, and Jerry's already given me permission to go longer, so. <laughs> I got you, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. 7 and 8, yeah. Um, in him, again, the in him position that we're all in when we've accepted Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. So we have forgiveness. We have redemption. We've been redeemed or bought back by the precious blood of Jesus. We've been bought back. And then we have forgiveness of sin. And, you know, 
like I was telling you, you know, where I knew immediately, even my, my sister, who was younger than I was, knew there's something changed in me when I accepted Jesus as the Lord. But even at that point in time, if, if I would, if I would go to the Lord, and, you know, because you repent, you ask Jesus to forgive you, and, and you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, and you repent before him and and forgive, ask him to forgive you of all sin in your life, all sin in your life. And he does that. The minute you ask, he does that. If your heart is a heart of repentance, he does that. And then then when you you come in and say, Lord, forgive me for doing that. And you did it maybe two years before that. He doesn't remember. Once you've asked him to forgive you, he doesn't remember. He does not remember any sin that you had in your life. He doesn't remember. Now, if you miss it, if you, if you like, it, like Craig was saying, drinking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, after you've accepted Jesus as Lord, we, ha- we have a place where we can confess our sin, and he is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all righteousness. So we can come to him. It's not that we're out again on, 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 in the, the wrong place, but you can get yourself back into a right standing position with him. Okay? Okay, First Corinthians. I'm sure I've missed a few. I had fun looking all these up and finding some of them as the Holy Spirit would remind me. But let's go to First Corinthians, please. And this is going to leap us into the next part here. First Corinthians 3.16, please. 3.16. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. When you accept Jesus as Lord, he comes and he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Now, you are a temple ready to be. See, the Holy Spirit does come in and he does the work of salvation. But then you haven't been, you haven't accepted the Holy Spirit. And and the Holy Spirit is the next phase. My husband always used to teach it. On one side of the coin is the baptism, is the salvation. You accept Jesus as Lord. And on the other side, immediately you accept the person of the Holy Spirit. It's it all it all goes together because see the church needs to walk in the power that the Holy Spirit gives us when we accept the person of the Holy Spirit. Right now. We have there a lot of the church is not walking in any power because they they have left the Holy Spirit out of the equation. All they have done is accepted Jesus as Lord. And they've cut the Holy Spirit out. But if you read your Bible, he comes with power. And that's why that's in the first part of Acts. He comes with power. And the church needs the power to be able to walk in what they've been called to do. See, the church is supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. Cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. That's, that's, that's the job that the church is supposed to be doing if you look at Mark 16. So, so the Holy Spirit has come to help us do that. You see, in Matthew it talks about, um, it talks about, Jesus baptized in the Holy Spirit. He came to John, remember? He came to John. He says, um, John says, oh, I'm not worthy to do this. Yeah, this is the way it's got to go, Jesus said. So he was baptized in power and in fire. 
or he's coming to do that for us. But Jesus was baptized. And then the next thing you look and see, he went to Luke. Luke, he went to the synagogue, and then he was, he got up in front of him. He said, I'm anointed to do this, 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 and this. Remember that? We just talked about that last week. So he, he said he was anointed. And then if you look at Acts 10, 38, Jesus, it says, Jesus, you know Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Now, I think the word anointed's in there, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. See, that's the same job that we're supposed to be doing. That's why Jesus said, I have to go so the Holy Spirit can come. And so then when the Holy Spirit comes, and and uh, they, he told everybody to wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Then if you look, we've studied a lot of the first chapters of Acts. And you look look at that, and that was the power that the church walked in. The first day after they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues, the first day, 3,000 were saved because they were walking in power. They were walking in power, and they continued to do that. I think the next day or somewhere in there, 5,000 were saved because they were walking in power. So the church isn't going to get anything done where this world is concerned, where everything is going the wrong way unless the church starts walking in power. It's just the way it is. That's why the that's why we're in such a mess right now in our government and everything. The church has not stood up and taken their role and walked in power. The church needs to do that. So that's why we're in a position where we're going to be able to help a lot of the church that knows nothing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, knows nothing about speaking in tongues. We're going to be able to help those people come into that place so they can walk in power and do what they've been called to do. Amen? So, you know, I've told this before, and this is, I mean, I I suppose I like to tell it because it's a revelation to me, but, you know, you have your churches that aren't even preaching the salvation message. I grew up in one of those myself. And then you have the church that preaches the salvation message, but that's it. No more. Nothing more. Oh, we don't talk about tongues here. It's not, not for today. You know, no more. And then you have the church. You have your um, Pentecostal, so to speak, church that gets them born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that's it. They know nothing about speaking in tongues or walking in the power of God. They know nothing about that. So, So then you have your church. That's where we're supposed to be. That's where the church is supposed to be, getting them born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and walking in the power of God. Amen. So that's where we're supposed to be at. So I want to, I want to, you know, there's other scripture verses like Second Peter. If you're writing these down, Second Peter one, three, and four. Again, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, He gave us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen. And then in Psalms one and three, it says not to forget any of His ben- benefits. Okay. So in in Jesus said to wait for the promise. Let's look at Acts. We're, we're jumping over now to the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said to, told them to wait. Like I said, told them to wait for the promise. And they did. And they received the promise. Now, this, I just want you to see, we looked at this last week and we're going to go on further into this now. Acts um, 8, 14 through 16. You can see the difference. Some people will say, oh, well, I got the Holy Spirit when I got born again. You know what I mean? 
They'll say that. I got the Holy Spirit when I got born again. You just want to slap them across the face, don't you? Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. No, but I mean, you know, they're just, it's, what it is that you want to slap is that religious spirit. It's that religious spirit that mocks you and tells, tells you you don't need that. Okay, so 8, uh, eight fourteen. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Now what do you suppose the word of God is here? Salvation. Thank you, Judy. They sent them, they sent them Peter and John. They had heard they received salvation. Verse 15. Peter and John then came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. It's a two-step process. You receive first Jesus, and then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They're both free. They're both free. They're both free. (laughs) They're both free. Amen? Okay, so let me give you some understanding. I I want you to see more about how the Holy Spirit has come to help us. John 14, please. 1416 and I will ask the father this is Jesus talking and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever so so when Jesus left you've heard me say this but we're going to probably keep saying it when Jesus left he says I've got to go I've got to go because he was only one person He could only be with one person at a time. He says, I've got to go because the Holy Spirit can come. Then the Holy Spirit comes and he's able to be with each one of us that receive Jesus and and receive the person of the Holy Spirit. So he says, I've got to go, but uh, I'm going to, I will ask the Father and he'll give you another helper. So the helper is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The helper is the Holy Spirit so that he can remain with you forever. So when you've accepted Jesus as Lord and you've accepted the person of the Holy Spirit, he's with you forever. He's with you forever. Okay. He's come to help you. It's the same as if Jesus was standing right here and, and walking you through every situation, which he really is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all resident are all resident. And so they're all helping us walk through, but the Holy Spirit's been sent to help us. That's who, that's the third person in the Trinity. And he's going to remain forever. Remember Jesus said, um, not to, well, verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus said. I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans. And verse 26, and all on the, down here in the bottom, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. He's going to bring to your remembrance everything that he said to you. He's going to remind you of it. So so the Holy Spirit is such a helper. Um, verse uh, 15 or chapter 15, verse 15. Another thing, no longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from the, my Father, I have made known to you. So everything that he hears from the Father, everything the Holy Spirit hears from the Father, he's going to make it known to you. Everything. Do you know he knows all about you? He knows everything about you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. 
He does. And so he's going to make it known to you if you want to know. I, I've, I can tell you time and time again when I've had to ask him about situations. Father, is this, is this me doing something wrong? Or is there something I'm sensing in, in this person over here? And I prayed and I asked him and he'll, he'll reveal it to me. If I need to repent, he lets me know. So that's why we have the help of the Holy Spirit so we can walk right. Walk right. Amen? Okay, John 16 then. Let's go to uh, verse 7. And John 16, verse 7. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, Jesus talking again, that I go away. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a, an advantage, even though they were crying and didn't want him to leave and we, don't, we miss you. For if I do not go away, the helper shall not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, I, I want to read that out of the Amplified. If you just hang in here a second, John. The Amplified is so good. And so what I did was I, I wrote down what the Amplified said, John sixteen seven. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away, because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him and, and to be in close fellowship with you. So look at all those things there that the, the Holy Spirit is to you. The Holy Spirit is your helper, your comforter. Everybody understands comfort, but he does that. He helps you. He helps you be comfortable, comfort, comforted in situations. He's a counselor. He's trained to guide you. He's trained to guide you, you know, Kenneth Hagin always used to say if people, you know, if they're having a problem, if they would just sit down and pray in tongues for 30 minutes, they'd be able to figure out what the problem was and walk free. That's true. That's true. Take time to take time to seek the counselor, which is the Holy Spirit. Helper, he helps someone. I mean, I've, I've asked him to help me find stuff. <laughs> I know you've all done that. I go, Lord, I need to know where this is. And so then I start listening on the inside, you know, because he's, he's right here. He's right with us, and he wants to show you things to come. He wants to lead you and guide you into all truth. Okay, he's an advocate, person who pleads on someone else's behalf, and he's an intercessor. Of course, you know, if you've been around me, you'll know he's an intercessor. A person who intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer. Amen? He's a strengthener. He'll make you or become stronger, causes you to become stronger. And he's a standby. <laughs> he's always there. He's readiness. You know, standby is somebody's always ready to, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to get it. I'll show you where it is. He's always ready. He's always ready. Now, you don't pray to him. You pray to God, your father. The father lets uh, uh, Jesus know, and then he gets it across to the spirit. You know why we don't know? I've told you this before, why we don't know why we're going home, what, when we are going to go home, because God the Father hasn't told Jesus yet. That's why we don't know. You know, he hasn't told him. So if, he t if, if Jesus found out, we'd all know. You know, we would know. Okay. So, so the, John, let's just look at John sixteen thirteen. One more thing. The Holy Spirit. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth the whole full truth, for he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. 
He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare it to you, the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Amen? He is so good. He's going to show us things to come. He's going to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so, so accepting Jesus as Lord, you just believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. You ask him to forgive you of our sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And you accept him and, and you are then born again. You are born again. Then the Holy Spirit is, is just as easy. The Holy Spirit, he comes uh, when, you, when you want prayer for that, now that you can lay hands on, you want prayer for the Holy Spirit, you just, uh, well, Jerry, come here. <laughs> I, Jerry hasn't got the Holy Spirit yet, so I'm going to help him. <laughs> Was that true? Was that true? No. <laughs> I was going to say, go back to your seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so when, when someone comes to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I, and see, they may tell me they're born again. Are you born again? Yes. Okay. They may tell me, they may tell me that, but, uh, that doesn't mean I believe it, you know. I still, I still will lead them through, uh, a prayer of salvation. Um, I, I, that's my own, how I do it. I mean, you're, you're, you can do it that way if you want to. I, I would encourage you to do that because sometimes they may think they are, but I, I like to make sure when I'm, when I'm ministering to somebody, I like to make sure that they are born again. So I lead them in a prayer of salvation. At the same time, they're, they're, uh, receiving the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So what I, then what I do is, um, okay, I'm going to just, uh, Lay my hands on you to receive the Holy Spirit. And when I do that, he's just going to come flooding in. And, and, and just like a geyser is going to go off on the inside of you, you're going to hear some strange sounds. That's your prayer language. But what you have to do, you have to give it voice, okay? You have to open up your mouth and give it voice. you got to make it happen. Uh, and I can tell, I'll, I'll be able to tell uh, when the Holy Spirit's on you, and I can tell you, okay, there it is. Okay, there it is. Okay, there it is. Okay. So then what I do is I, 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 I will lay hands on, on him, probably head and maybe the back. Um, some people I have to, I'm, if there's a place where they're stuck in the mud a little bit, um, so to speak, I will put my hand. Uh, I always let them know where I'm going to put my hand. But sometimes in this area here where they're, that guy's just going to come out, there's a need to get them freer. Freer, you know what I mean? Maybe they don't know, maybe they do, but but that's just mine. You don't have to do any of that. I'm just led of the Lord. That's what I do when I hear what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. That's one place I go that I can get them freer, and their prayer language then will come out uh, quicker. Okay, so so then what I do? Um, okay, say this after me. Okay. <laughs> Father, Father, I just thank you. That Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's, he's forgiven me. I've repented. And I accept him as Lord. And I receive right now the person of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And then I, I will pray in my prayer language just to kind of encourage them. Now that 
Now, I know you're spirit-filled, but anointing's all over you. It's right there. <laughs> amen, amen. Okay, so then, you know, I just encourage them to pray. If they don't get their prayer language, I, I you know, because I'll tell you, I had an experience with my sister. Um, I, I don't like pressure. I don't like to pressure people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My sister was pressured, and she backed off. She says, I'm going to find the word on it. And uh, she backed off, and it was years, several, um, oh, let's see. She actually received before I did, but she she uh, was pressured, so she didn't. So it was years before she actually did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, but she did, you know. So I would just encourage you not to pressure them. You can work with them for a while. And, and pray with them and lay your hands on him and the anointing can come and then let them know, hey, I, I sense anointing to hear. They're not going to make sense. The words aren't going to make sense. I will tell them that too. Those words won't make any sense to you, but um, they'll come and you just give it voice. You have to give them voice. Okay? Okay. Um, and one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. In, in laying on of hands... Um, we'll probably be teaching on this pretty soon, but there's a transference of spirits you, you hear me talk about. So when you lay hands on somebody, you don't let what that's on them come back to you. You don't do that. You keep your faith and your life flowing, his life flowing through you. Keep your faith. You keep your, that anointing going that direction. Okay. And I think you'll keep it off, but I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty, um, and that's an area that I really highly regard, <laughs> the transference of spirits. And so you'll hear me talk about it more lately, more later. But um, just as, as long as you're doing what God's told you to do and you believe that what you're doing is right in God and God's working in the midst and you sense the anointing, just keep keep that there. But don't, I mean, if, you, if you're working with somebody that, you know, maybe they've got COVID or something. <laughs> don't receive it off of them. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't let it come back on you, okay? Okay? Does that make sense? You guys understand what I'm saying about transference? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you just don't do that. Okay, I think you can go now. <laughs> okay, so that's that's uh, in it, it, it's simpler. It's a simple form of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and what I do is I encourage people just to... Um, um, go sit down. I mean, if they haven't received it right away, I don't like the pressure to go sit down and just and just uh, spend time worshiping Him, just worshiping Him, and letting that letting the the Holy Spirit, the prayer language, flow up, and then give it voice. Amen. Amen. Well, we just thank you, Father. 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 Your prayer language is like um um you know, like when you have a bucket, a wooden bucket, and you're going to the well, and you're going to pull up the water out of the well, and sometimes that bucket has to go down 
quite a ways, but you pull up the water out of that well. When you're praying in your prayer language, you're pulling up understanding out of that well. You're pulling up understanding. You're pulling up truth. You're pulling up things that he's re- going to reveal to you. So it's not just it's not just a you remember the lady I told you about um, um, several months ago. She'll 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 be up here during conference. But she she um, I encouraged her to pray in tongues. She was dealing with the situation, and I said strong tongues, not the wimpy kind. Wimpy kind isn't going to go anywhere. I was praying strong tongues. Wimpy, when I say wimpy, I mean, you're just building yourselves up. That's all you're doing. So you're building your inner man up like it says in Jude. You're building yourself up. When I go into a place of intercession or praying in my prayer language, I'm after what God wants me to know. I mean business when I pray in my prayer language. I'm always immediately listening for what he's wanting to say to me. I just don't nonchalantly do my prayer language. But I'm listening, always listening. Does that help? Does that help? Help. I'm always listening. Whether I'm praying in prayer language or not, I'm always listening. I'm listening right now as to what he's wanting to say or anything else he wants to do. I'm always listening. See, okay, Lord. Um, our, our spirit man is like our outer man. Our spirit man has ears. Our spirit man has fingers. Our spirit man is like that. So, so when you listen to, um, when you listen to the, the, um, your inner man, you're listening. You're listening just like if you were standing and I'm listening to Jeff say something. I'm listening on the inside to what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Okay? He will get you out of tight spots that you got yourself in. Once you repent, he'll walk you right out of them. He'll show you exactly how to get out of them. He'll show you. But you got to pray. Got to pray in your prayer language and pray strong, strong. I mean business. Amen? I mean business. Not wimpy praying. Well, you know what I mean. You can build yourself up. I guess I call that wimpy, but it's not. You're building yourself up. Okay? Help. Hopefully, uh, Father, we just want to give you all the praise and the glory. We thank you, Father, that we have the help of the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus as our Lord, and we we got you, Father. You are our Father, and we love you so much. We love you so much. Let's say this all together, shall we, Father God? I ask you to forgive me where I missed it this last week. All sin in my life. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I do believe that Jesus died on the cross for me so that I could walk free. And I thank you, Father, for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I receive the person of the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just praise you and thank you. You're such a good God. 
such a good God. We love you, we love you, we love you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you that you cause every year here today and those that aren't here, Father, you cause them to hunger and thirst after righteousness. I thank you, Father, that they hunger after it. They hunger after change in their lives, Father, that they want that new day in their life that's coming, that new day. We just want to praise you and thank you, Father. We just give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.